You're listening to the 24-Hour Podcast, sponsored by GoDaddy.com. The 24-Hour Podcast was recorded December 20th and 21st, 2008. It was the second annual event as a charity event to raise money for disabled American veterans. During the 24-hour period, I had a number of guests on the show. We had periods of open discussion and talk. And you'll also notice that uh, it is quite live and uh, the non-edited. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the 24-hour podcast. Again, the 24-hour podcast was sponsored by GoDaddy.com. If you're looking for a domain name, virtual dedicated server, dedicated server, shared hosting account, whatever it may be in your domain-related products and hosting services, don't forget GoDaddy.com. And when you get to that checkout counter, use the promo code TODD. That'll save you 10% on your order. Geek5 will save yourself 15% on orders of $20 or more. Todd20 will save you 20% on one-year shared hosting accounts. I hope you enjoy this particular episode of the 24-Hour Podcast. Again, it's an open forum discussion with guests that I had on. Definitely visit 24hrpodcast.com to check out all of the episodes. If you have a comment on this segment's commentary, you can send them to News at gmail.com, or you can drop me a line at my voicemail hotline at 619-342-7365. We join now the 24-hour podcast in progress. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit, uh, a little bit noisy, it sounded like. Um, you may want to check the, the level a bit. It was a little, a little high. That check one two. That's, one, two. Be, you know, that's better. Okay. Want to make sure I'll mute back up now. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I'm just about ready. And I actually ought to give uh, Talk to a little love and record their session this hour. But I need to go in and read my special email from them on how to do multiple recordings. Um,. What I want to do in this next hour, folks, is I just want to go ahead and, and open it up and let you guys um, chat on a talk show if you want to uh, to share anything about your show or your podcast. You can shamelessly plug on here. This is allowed. This is a this is a 24 hours where you can get uh, as many uh, um, plugs in about your podcast that you want to without being annoying, I guess, is the best way to say that. And uh, I'm looking at some logistical information here. I'm, you know, I'm a one-man show. I've got uh, multiple computers going on here, and I'll talk a little bit about the setup as well. And uh, I guess I manually have to start this. This will be annoying. You must manually touch tone based on that. Oh, beautiful. Um, hmm. You must use the manual touch tone base command. Okay. So everyone's going to hear a little a noise. So let me let me uh, pick up my phone. And see if I can actually start the Ustream. Recorded live. Oh, I guess that worked, didn't it? You guys hear that? <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you what that star is. Someone will shut the recording off halfway through. Probably someone will find it on Google and be messing with me later. Okay, um... Let's go ahead and get into uh, hour two, and, and let's just do a little prelim here. I'll let everyone know that this is the second annual 24-hour podcast. It's a charity event to raise money for disabled American veterans. We'll be giving 100% of proceeds to www.dav.org. And uh, so far, I think we're up to about $300. What I'd like to do this hour is I have not announced my donation yet. But uh, I am going to donate a minimum of $250, and if we can get matching funds beyond $250 this hour, I will up my personal donation. And uh, in the, over the course of the uh, show today, my goal is to, uh, to get my personal donation above $500. So if you guys can help me meet $250 this hour um, or above, then we'll help raise that limit. And uh, so I think we're a little over $300 right now looking at the PayPal messages this event is uh, a audience participation event. You can come in and chat, and we talk about a large number of topics. I've got a lot of ground to cover um, in this 24 hours. We are going to, of course, have a, some great guests. 
um, as well. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Twitter at Geek News, at Geek News, uh, just as it sounds. Make sure you Twitter this event. Let people know that we are up and live so that people can come and join us. And again, I'm going to open up the mic. This will be open mic hour, open discussion. Um, and uh, didn't I wanted to leave uh, breaks throughout the uh, 24 hour event for people to come in? As you can see, the schedule is very, very full. Um, we had over 500 people apply to actually be part of the 24 hour podcast. Uh, to let you know that there will be a couple of scheduled breaks. Um, that I am basically going to bounce out, get lunch. Uh, it'll be like a 10 minute walk away. I'll have uh, some music, or if you guys just want to listen. And then there will be uh, an evening break, a short little evening break. Maybe I'll eat in a chair here. I don't know. And then at midnight tonight, about, uh, well, let me look here, maybe about uh, um, a, a number of hours from now, obviously, I will do a 15-minute uh, shower like I did last year to prepare for the middle of the night. But um, this is going to be uh, an open format hour. And uh, so who's who's on the dial-in line that would like to have a, any sort of discussion that they would uh they'd like rick i know you're still here geekazine's up gear super is here uh why don't you guys all check in and say hello and tell us what website you're part of hello hey hi this is jeffrey powers and i'm uh, part of geekazine found at www.geekazine.com um uh, of course i'm going to be on a little bit later today with uh with todd and andy talking about ces so, and I do have to apologize. I just found out a couple of days ago I have uh, bronchitis, so I might have to stop and, and make some uh, some coughing spells go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's part of part of life, I guess, right? Yep. And you uh, you sound like you've got a lot of bass in your uh, in your phone calls. So I don't know if you can adjust that at all, but uh, yeah, you sound good. And uh, sorry for the bronchitis. It's uh, never a fun thing. I had a bout of that several months or a couple of years ago that just seemed like it took forever to get rid of. Hopefully by CES it'll all be gone. Yeah, just yeah, get well, my friend. So we've got uh, Rick. I know you're on the line, so you're, t you're, you're tuned in. Are you still uh, watching, Rick? I think Rick stepped away from the mic a little while. I know that uh, there's another person on there. It's Gear Super. Are you? Uh... Actually, I'm right here. Oh, okay. So uh, uh, I'm having a few logistical problems where if I want to step away and go to the other computer, um, I have to swap out my headset for a pair of speakers, and uh, then I have to reach back on one of the PCs and switch it off. Uh, I've got three computers going here, including a server, but one of the main machines, the audio, the onboard audio, doesn't work anymore. So I'm having to use the one in the studio in, inside my audio booth and having to swap it. I won't go into it. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. So I'm having to swap back and forth between several computers. Right. But I'm here. Okay, great. And I see that we've got one of our longtime listeners to Geek News Central on the call. It's, uh, I see Bree is in the chat on uh, TalkShoe. I'm watching both chats. I'm watching the Ustream chat and the uh, TalkShoe chat. Sometimes I get uh, um, basically distracted and I don't uh, respond right away to people's uh a chat request, but if I haven't answered you in a little bit and you need an answer, just hit me again with the same text. Um, but uh, Bree and I had dinner when I was out in Washington D.C. recently. Lovely lady and uh, one of the most loyal, uh, uh, one of the most loyal listeners to the show. For those of you that are part of the Geek News Central regular audience, you guys will see behind me the sign that I talked about—the open twenty-four hours neon sign. And uh, a good, uh, actually, a friend of mine here in Hawaii who listens to the show who has not been over the house. He had no idea that the uh, that what I had got, but he figured out the uh, what it was that I was going to reveal this morning. And of course, it was the twenty open twenty four hour sign. And uh, I want to congratulate him. And someone's now trying to call me on Skype. Can't be can't be talking on Skype this morning that's for sure um rick if you are on the uh, stream um gonna have to do that a little later or give me a just come up on chat uh, and we can do that rick is part um <laughs> actually it's the rico and nico show that's going to be on later it's a it's going to be a very if you stay around to the evening i think you're going to be um be highly entertained um Okay, I see we got to Julian up. Uh, Julian, welcome. Let's watch movies is up as well. One of the uh, 
Uh, Let's Watch Movies was a podcast that was nominated in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. And uh, so welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so how's your, uh, how's been the, how has your uh, audience size and reaction been to your uh, podcast since the podcast awards? Kind of, I wonder what kind of trending you're seeing. Are you still there? Maybe it wasn't. Okay, I don't know who responded. Maybe it was Julian. Were you the one that responded? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I thought you were acknowledging us. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Julian, what show do you do? Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just uh, I'm a, a new person to, to talk to, and I've been uh, just kind of uh, trying to figure out uh, which, um, I guess, site I, I, I want to host a show. I'm, I'm an old broadcaster, radio broadcaster, and with the uh, fall of corporate radio, um, there's all these other uh, mediums that are, are, are seem to be a lot better, and you know, podcasting is one of them. And you know, I have a full studio, so I'm still trying to figure out, you know, uh, is talk shoe or what is it, uh, talk blog radio, or you know, uh, which, which server I, or I guess uh, website would be the best to to host a show. Well, I, I guess you know, I you know, it's probably a good segue into you know, I can give you some suggestions here. I've been uh, in the podcasting space since two thousand four, and okay. probably was one of the first hundred or so podcasters to actually get started. And when people weren't afraid to call the um, the medium podcasting, but I always tell people that it's always good to have a your own point of presence. In other words, have a place where you call home. In other words, a, a site that reg- that is on your own domain and um, I'm sorry, I'm getting someone that's trying to call in via Skype right now, so that was interrupting us. So basically, the um, you have a, you know have your own website where you can have your media that you can point people to, and then use extra tools like TalkShoe or some of the other services. Um, the reason I like to specifically like TalkShoe is that, that their audio recording quality turns out pretty good on the shows that they record. You can also re-upload a professional audio recording that you've already recorded and um, replace what they have recorded so that you get uh, you know, a higher production value for stuff that's online with them. But as, as well, you always want to have audio on your own website. You want to have the, the, whatever you're creating available as an RSS download on an RSS feed that you control. And I know that's saying a lot, but you know, if you set up a WordPress blog, and uh, install a podcast plugin such as PowerPress to, um, you know, manage the the RSS feed for your podcast listings. Get it submitted to iTunes. Um, then you can virtually put anything you want on the site: audio, video, whatever it may be. And then use all these other sites, great sites, to kind of build audience, do live interactive events like we're doing today. Uh, if you go over to my main site, uh, Julian at GeekNewsCentral.com, you'll see that. I'm live streaming uh, this morning and uh, up on Ustream.tv. So I'm using Ustream for video. We're using TalkShoe to have a conversation uh, like we are right now. And then ultimately, all of this media will end up back on another website that I have at 24hourpodcast.com, 24hrpodcast.com. So it's always a great way to, um, to tie things in. And, uh, it's, it's, um, you know, just use all the tools out there, but I would always say have your own, uh, point of presence. So it would be more than like a Facebook or a MySpace type of a thing. Actually go, you know, do like a GoDaddy and, and actually get a, a registered, uh, you know, domain and set everything up and then kind of start branching out. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the, okay. it's always good to. You know, you ha- you should control your brand. You know, your brand is uh, what's going to end up, uh, you know, paying your bills ultimately. And, you know, you can use some of these great tools. And if you do go over to GoDaddy, if you're seeing my stream right now, GoDaddy is one of my sponsors. You'll definitely want to check them out and use some promo codes that I have up on the on the live stream. Shameless plug there. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, and, and do a little research, you know, figure out what you're going to call your show. You know, and, and come up with the the idea behind it. Try to find a domain that matches that. Then do a little more than just basically rolling out a basic WordPress site. Have you know, if you have to hire someone and pay them a few dollars to 
do some branding, get it set up, get it, you know, looking nice. And then you you already know the production side. You already know how to do the audio stuff. So that's for you is the easy part. And yep. um, and then you can look for a place to host your, your audio. You know, if you want to use uh, – uh, my company does audio hosting. Uh, if you want to use – there's other companies out there such as Libsyn and so forth that do audio hosting as well. And there's plenty of places, plenty of options. Uh, and uh, you may even want to host your own, but – the key with the audio is is if you grow a big audience in a hurry, you don't want the audio sitting on the same server as your website because it basically you have a big influx of people. You have kind of like a what I would call a slash dot effect. In other words, where you have a 10,000 people that run into your site, it just basically brings your site down to a crawl. So you always want your audio someplace else other than the site that you're, you're, uh, that you're basically your web page is on. Okay. I can attest to that. I just had that happen about three months ago. My uh, my podcasts. I do uh, I do a regular weekly podcast, which is about fifty minutes, and a quick cast, which is anywhere from five to about forty five minutes. And uh, I got back in October. I uh, got a nice little email from my uh, hosting company. Said, "Well, we can't host your podcasts anymore because they're getting downloaded way too much." So I uh, I had to make some. Uh, some decisions and some changes, and I found a local person here who actually uh, uh, lets me uh, host my stuff up on his servers, and uh, and uh, he's actually doing it for free, which is really nice. But uh, it, not everybody's going to be able to get into that into that situation. But uh, size is, is definitely an issue what? Uh, for podcasts. Now, one thing that I do, you know, I there I like talk shoe. Um, as a as a source for doing these types of events, um, I do have a tendency uh, not to prefer. I, I never listen to shows that are hosted on uh, Blog Talk Radio. The audio on those shows are just about unbearable. Uh, it's because people are calling in with their phone. They're recording. It's a very low quality audio setting. Um, I am underwhelmed by what they do over there. Now they got a lot of people that use their service. Um, but they have a lot of annoying stuff. You, they control your RSS feed. They, whenever you load the this blog talk radio, and it just it, it's it drives me crazy. And I know they do good stuff, but uh, personally, I would never have uh, anything over there. Um, and, and I think that, that that's one of the things that you know most people don't realize is you know if, if somebody's used to hearing uh, you know. Uh, CD quality or some off the satellite radio or something that's really high quality, and then they listen to something that sounds like it's in a tin can. Yeah, you know, subconsciously you never know. They may go, "Well, I I can't stand listening to this." You know, it sounds like it's two strings or a string with two uh, soup cans tied. You know, listening to it, so then they're, you know you're gonna you know lose a listener. Um, you know, so it's, that's one of the things that you know that is important. I think is making sure that the, the quality, the sound quality, is. Is, is up to standard so that and, and I'm, I'm pretty impressed by yours i mean your sounds really good and i, I checked it out i uh, saw your studio on on the uh you stream um you know and it looks like you have some pretty pretty nice equipment you know and, and that's one of the other things i was hoping to you know learn about or check out on some of the uh you know other people that are you know doing the kind of podcast one-on-one stuff is how to integrate you know your studio right into your you know into your podcasting and, and, and because the streaming out um, because it's just, you know, you're trained as an old broadcaster to listen to things and go, okay, this sounds bad, this sounds good, and right. then you have this standard that, you know what, it has to be at this quality or better, or else people are going to go, well, this is kind of a little cheesy operation, you know, let's go somewhere else where it sounds a lot more professional. You know, your, your sound's really good, you know, and, and it's pretty impressive coming through the, through the speakers. Even though the small computer speakers, you still can, you know, can kind of tell when you have iTunes going or something else that's streaming that sounds good. Well, there was a method to the madness, and I, I guess maybe I should back up and kind of, this may be good for the entire audience, but when I started doing this, I started uh, my first show in October of 2004, I essentially, from the very beginning, um, I didn't invest, when I first started my show, I didn't invest a lot of money. I used a USB headset and uh, very quickly found that the quality of the audio that I was recording was uh, causing me to have to go back and do a lot of editing and cleaning up the noise and all the other things that go along with using um, you know stuff that you would use in a telephone chat on Skype or something. 
So then I went and I bought some kind of prosumer gear where I basically bought a, a inexpensive Behringer mixer and uh, got a little better mic, got a condenser mic. And, you know, one thing led to another. And about show 30, I decided that the process that I was using to prepare for my podcast where I would spend a couple of hours doing research and then recording the podcast and then spending an hour or two to clean it up wasn't working. I was going to end up end up being divorced because my wife was like, why are you spending so much time on this? So my methodology changed at that point where I decided that I wanted to be able to click record, get done with my show, click stop, and then encode and be done with it, not have to edit. So I invested in pro gear and I didn't invest a lot of money. But I bought, uh, you know, um, a gate. I bought uh, EQ. I bought a good mixer with good amplifiers, a good Mackie mixer. I bought a good mic. You know, today I'm using a, a blue mic, uh, an actual blue from Blue Mic. So that's a mouthful. And uh, it's a great condenser mic, uh, relatively expensive. But it gives me the, the audio quality that I want. And I've used Rode NTK and I've used a different, several different mics. And matter of fact, I've got in the office here or in the studio here for the guests that come on later. I got a high LPR 40 and then I've got a, a regular RE 20 um, electro voice for another studio member that will be in later. So the, the uh, process that I used then on the audio was solved where I could record the complete show, get done, not have to go through. And I'm not, uh, you know, some people go through and cl cleans up all the ahs and pauses and hums and uhs. And I just, wasn't into doing that. So I don't do that. And some people still, a lot of people do, but I have my process down now in three hours. I'm in and out in three hours for doing an hour and 15 minute uh, podcast twice a week. So what then ended up happening was, is when I decided to try some a video um, last year, this entire event was streamed via webcam. I had a single webcam pointed at me for 24 hours and it, it is what it is via a webcam. And there's nothing wrong with doing it with a webcam. But I also understood because I host a number of other events like the podcast awards and I do a lot of stuff for the consumer electronics show and you know, just stuff that I needed to go a little higher on the, the, well, actually a lot higher on the video side. So this year I made an investment in a box called a TriCaster and it what allows me to do the overlays on video, allows me to have up to six cameras hooked up to it it's a regular switcher box. It's essentially a studio um, in a computer, and uh, they are uh, most famous for the video toaster. Many people know what that is, and what is what a TriCaster is. It's got a video toaster in it with all the other software um, combined, and uh, then I just have I have like two cheap cameras pointed at me and one expensive one. The main screen one is a high def camera that I use when I'm shooting uh, conventions and so forth. So the process has been over time to build up the gear and, and, not, and in, not at a cheap cost either. It's you know, relatively expensive to do all this. And um, it's, you know, it's basically what you want to grow your show into. So I always tell, you know, you've got a pro rack already. So I'm telling, I tell people when they first start out, don't spend any money. And here's the reason. Now, you've already got it, so you know, I don't have to tell you not to do that. But for people that are thinking about doing uh, a podcast for the very first time, over 50% of podcasters that start creating media, whether it be audio or video, don't make it past episode number seven. They just don't. They, they quit because they figure out it's hard work or they're disappointed in their audience numbers. So I always tell people if you're going to do this, make sure you get to show seven or ten before you maybe upgrade a mic and then maybe show 30 before you actually invest in some gear um, you can do a great, you know, for $90, you can get a real nice USB mic that's used in gaming. It does a decent job and it will pass for quality when you're starting to do, um, to do your show. Now, what I have here today, because I've got you dialed into TalkShoe, I'm dialed in via landline. I'm actually using a pro phone bridge that is spliced into my router. So that's why the audio is good on the uh, phone conversation. Now, we're getting some background noise from some people that are on the line that are causing line noise. So I may end up having to go through it and mute some people. But um, this, is, uh, this is a challenge 
that you're going to have when you're doing these types of events on a, uh, you know, with the, uh, with these types of services. It's all dependent on what other people do when they dial in as well. Okay. One thing to note is uh, on the right side of where it says shoe phone, there is a little box that says mic mute. If if when I'm not talking, I actually mute that little box. So I I suggest that other people that are uh, listening in on uh, talk to do the same thing. Hey, what I'm going to do, folks, is um, if you'll allow me, um, Richard, actually Rico from the Rico and Nico show, he wants to uh, do a test here. And Rico, if you want to go ahead and uh, Skype me now, I am prepared to uh, to patch you into the uh, the audience members. Everyone's going to hear a Skype ring here in a minute. And what's going to happen later today is we're going to do uh, the first attempt, at least, at putting uh, Rico, uh, his live video stream, into uh, the TriCaster and back out so that when uh, Nico here is here in the office with me, that both of them can... Uh, so let me go ahead and answer this. Hey, Rico, can you can you hear... I don't know if you can hear me or not. Can you hear me? Uh, I'm getting feedback from you, Rico. Yeah, can you hear me? I'm getting feedback from you, Rico. Are you? Yeah, go ahead and start your video. And I know what I'm going to have to do later. I'm going to have to yeah. patch audio back in for you. I know what I'm going to have to do later. I'm going to have to patch audio back in for you. Yeah, I'm still getting audio feedback. You'll have to wear a headset later, Rico. I, I do have a headset on. Yeah, I'm still getting audio feedback. You'll have to wear a headset later, Rico. That's weird. I just unplugged you from the from the system. I'm, what you Probably what you're going to want to do, Rico, later is not even dial, just leave the video up as we've got it right now. I see you just fine. And then what I want you to do to, um, when you get ready to come on later, is don't use your Skype um, audio. Just mute your Skype um, microphone and uh, and turn the audio down on your speaker and then dial in um, to TalkShoe. And I think that's the only way we're going to be able to do this and not get this feedback loop as I'm thinking about this. So if you dial into TalkShoe tonight, that way we'll be able to have the video stream and the uh, and the audio running, so we're not getting this uh, strange uh, strange feedback loop. And I don't think you're hearing me directly. You're probably getting that delayed. So I see you good right now. So. Um, Maybe if you want, uh, when uh, Arlene is here later, maybe you can give me a uh, give me a call. All right, aloha, brother. We'll see you a little later. Okay, so uh, what's going on there? Let me uh, plug this thing back in. Because I've got so many moving parts with so many different audio paths that. Uh, Rico's audio on Skype was cross-looping back into the audio stream, as you guys heard. And uh, But, uh, Rico, I think you're going to have to dial in. Uh, that's the only way we're going to be able to avoid the, the feedback loop, unless I can logistically in my brain think of a way to make this happen uh, before tonight. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll do some thinking on that. Okay, um, I think Zoom 30... I think as I was muting people, I've unmuted you now. We were hearing some audio feedback from you. Um, I got a question from Bree. So, Todd, what will your wife think about all the time it will take if you do the Coast to Coast show? Um, And what that is a reference to is, I don't know if any of you are familiar with Coast to Coast AM. It is uh, hosted currently by George Norrie. It's a um, event that, or it's a a show that was... um, it's, it's a great AM radio uh, program that's on three hours each night on select stations across the country. And they talk about uh, UFOs, the occult. They talk about just anything whacked. And uh, I'm doing some considerations of starting a new podcast that is revolve around a coast-to-coast type of theme. Um, but to answer your question, Bree, the reason I am going to have to have a producer uh, for that show is that I don't have time to produce it myself. I'd love to host it. 
but if someone has got me a package that's ready to go, I can sit down, bam, I can knock it out in an hour. It's doable. But if I have to do the three, four, five hours of research every week and getting guests lined up, um, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. So that's why I have to have a, I'll have to have a producer. And yeah, I like, uh, I like Art Bell myself. I wish Art was on all the time. I don't care for George so much, but I'm thinking about doing something to that, uh, that effect in the new year. But it's in the pre-planning stages at this time, but I just have to find someone that's, uh, that will produce the show for me. So let's see here. Um, Zoom 30, did you get your, and this is, I'm announced, I'm just basically calling people out in chat. Did you, uh, did you get in on audio finally? I think you unmuted your mic. I don't hear you yet. Hello. Hey, I, I can hear you. It's real choppy. How, uh, did you, what, uh, what are you dialing in with? Did you find a voice IP solution? Uh, shoe phone. Oh, you're trying shoe phone? Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's it's uh, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. It'll work. Are you a podcaster? Uh, yeah, I do a podcast with Jeremiah Anna. Okay. That you have on your show at nine. Okay. Are you going to be able to dial in on a regular phone when you are on for the um for the full hour or for the thirty minutes with Jeremiah? Yeah, I think I will. Okay, yeah, that'll probably be, it'll, it'll uh, be much higher quality. But thanks for coming in and hanging out with us, and uh, it'll be interesting to talk about talk to Jeremiah later. Jeremiah, Jeremiah is a 14-year-old podcaster, and uh, just kind of get a, wanted to talk with him and see what uh, he thinks about the podcasting space right now at his uh, at his age and doing the, the, the show that he does. Is uh, Gear Super, are you on the, uh, on the line? Yeah, yeah, I finally got it working. Hey, you are working. Aloha, and welcome to the 24-Hour Podcast. Yeah, uh, thank you. Are you a listener, or do you do a podcast, or? Uh, I'm no more of a listener. I'm tuning in from Bogota, Colombia. Oh, terrific. Yeah, you have an, uh, a South American listener. Listen, Look at that. <laughs> well, I tell you, um, I, you know, what I ought to be doing is running a contest today who, uh, who tunes in from the farthest distance away, but I know that... Um, we're going to have some callers from the other side of the world uh, tonight. So uh, we've got people calling in from the UK, calling in from Israel, uh, in a number of places. We got a South, uh, someone from South Africa calling in tonight as well. So uh, we got people touching in from all over the planet. But uh, I know that you've got beautiful weather down there. It's always beautiful in uh, in Colombia. Well, sometimes right now it's kind of raining throughout the whole December month and all of that. Yeah, it's it's part of your rainy season, yeah. Yeah, I mean sometimes it's really nice. I'm not gonna lie, but then um, you get hail and stuff here, and sometimes when it rains too much, you get the um, the whole traffic stuff, and people can't go outside. I mean, when it really rains pretty hard, you can't really. It's I don't know. It's it's a pretty hard situation, I guess. So how is the um how has the podcasting and how's new media or, or delayed media affected your guys' media consumption down there? Do you have many people in Columbia that are doing uh, doing content, or what? What's the scene like down there? Actually, no. It's it's actually more of an untouched ground because um, I don't want to say that it's like a third world country or anything like that, but there's not a lot of people with computers and internet access at home. Right. So they they quite few number of people that do have computers they only use them for um work or studies or what have you but you don't have a lot of tech bloggers or um you know stuff like that around here so you just have to tune in and hope you know you know english <laughs> yeah is it do you largely think it's because of the economy that people can't afford to have the the um you know the technology in the home is that the part of the challenge um, yeah, and actually I think it's also due to the, um, I don't know, I mean, I used to live in the States since, uh, I mean, I'm an American citizen, so I'm here because of my, uh, family. But, um, I think the, um, easy access of computers in the U.S., it's not the same here in Colombia because, I mean, to buy a computer or something like that, you can't buy it online. You have to, like, call in, they have to order it, you gotta wait a, a day or two. 
then you have to go and pick it online. You go to Dale.com, you pick it up, and UPS drops it in, in your do- in your doorstep. It's not the same thing. Right. That's so probably that too. So how is your connectivity in Columbia? What do they have available for? Is it all ADSL or dial-in, or what is the normal connectivity? Um, well, we have broadband, but um, more people have dial-up. Because, um, I mean, it's not expensive or anything, but it, it also depends on where the part you are. If you're in the city, if you're in a little town or right. whatever. Yeah. Well, I think that I'm glad that you've called in, and I hope that you hang out with us. It's going to be a fun 24 hours. And, uh, I'll be here the whole full 24 hours. Oh, you're going to hang the whole time? Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, let's we'll la- see if I can make it. <laughs> last year we had uh, a couple of people hang, and for those of you that uh, are just tuning in, we're going to have some prizes for the people that hang the full 24 hours with me here. So uh, uh, keep caffeinated there. And, uh, what it, you know, I see that your uh, screen name is, is Gear Super, but what is your actual, what's your first name? Uh, my name is Christian or Chris. Okay, all right. All right, Chris, and uh, we will. I'll, I'll touch back with you from time to time. Hey, I noticed that Steve Garfield has dialed in, and uh, Steve, uh, long time no see, man. How you doing? Hey, Todd, how are you? This is this is really excellent. I'm doing well. We got a huge snowstorm in Boston. Well, better you than me, my friend. Oh my God, I wish I was there. <laughs> but I'll let you know. Since two o'clock yesterday afternoon, when the snow started, yeah. I have not left the house. Well, you know, sometimes it's just better when it starts snowing, and especially if you don't have to go out. You know, get a cup of coffee, you know, hot chocolate, whatever it may be, a blanket, a book. You know, it's just watch it come down and just, you know, you can. There is some, how should I say it? There is some uh, psychology. It's like a nesting instinct. Yeah, you know, and you, cocooning. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, and you can. You know, if it wasn't for the internet, we would all kind of just unplug and you know relax, and it's a de-stressor. Here in Hawaii, the only time I get a de-stressor when it rains, and then you worry about flooding. But I'm on top of the hill. I don't have. I have to worry about the people at the bottom of the hill. But um, yeah, it's you know I I do miss that time because it just you know it also sets the mood for Christmas. Yeah, it's really pretty. Actually, they have this thing called SantaCon. They might have that in Hawaii. They have it all around the country, maybe the world, where um, you know tons of people uh, converge on a place dressed as Santa. Oh, that's cool. And that was going on. Actually, it started at 1 o'clock down at Faneuil Hall in Boston today, and it's going until like 2 a.m. So you, if, you're in, if anybody's listening and they're in Boston, they might see that. And it might actually be happening all around the world. It's santacon.com, I think, on the web, so you could check that out. Well, I tell you, I should have put up some Christmas lights here in the office to make it look, uh, look at more festive. So I, I'm sure I know who you are, but I'm sure most of the people, on, maybe some of the people on here, don't know who you are, Steve. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell them what website you are about? And, and Okay, uh, well, uh, so I'm Steve Garfield from stevegarfield.com. And... Oh, what's that? You still there, Steve? Yeah, I'm there. Hello? No, oh, that was oh, weird. Yeah, it just went uh, real noisy. Oh, that's oh, better. Wow, that was odd. Go ahead. I, I didn't. I didn't do anything. Okay, <laughs> so I'm Steve Garfield from stevegarfield.com, and that's actually how I introduce all my videos because a lot of times um, my videos get stripped of their identifying information when they get passed all around the web. So um, I've been doing video blogging since January 1st, 2004. Um, kind of before there was video blogging, I. I kind of figured it out back then and been doing it since then. So uh, it's quite a long time. Um, so I produce videos for clients, and I'm a reporter for rocketboom.com and the uptake.org, citizen journalism organizations. Um, I also, let's see, just finished my first semester teaching at Boston University, the College of Communication and the School of Journalism. I taught new tools for media. And that was that was really fun teaching the kids all about everything that we're doing, like almost everything that you're doing right here, um, <laughs> podcasting, live streaming, audio, video, blogging, Twitter, social networking, the whole thing. It was uh, a lot of fun. So what I'm kind of curious on your students. So how is there? You know, I'm I'm seeing at least in the data that I'm looking at a big disconnect, where there's this group of 25. They're just not doing a lot of media and I think it's maybe because of the age and they've got more bigger priorities like dating and and that type of stuff but what was your 
What was kind of the response for those that were in your class? Okay, so these kids are all interested in um, journalism, radio, TV, uh, photo, and everything, and they're totally into it. So you would think when I ask for a show of hands how many kids have blogs, like on the first day of class, like they all would, but I only had like a handful, and I was teaching a class of 50. They really, they almost didn't even know what a blog was. I mean, I had to take them from step one of what is it, how do they work, and then we went and had them all create blogs, and then we got to the point, like, you know, none of them knew what Twitter was. They're kind of disconnected, I found, from it's what, you know, we're totally into everything and know, know all about, you know, what's happening online, but, I mean, they're all on Facebook. Yeah. That's what they know. You know, I'm not surprised at all in what you found there. That's, I see the same thing, uh, same thing. It's, it's not, I'm not at all surprised that that's what, uh, what, he, what your experience was. And what was uh, college-age kids, yeah? So was this a one-on-one class or? Well, they'd um, taken uh, reporting uh, classes, so they had the skills of reporting. They just hadn't done any of the, the live video or things. So it was really exciting because... I was teaching during the presidential campaign, and um, I would keep them up to date on the kind of things I was doing. Like Some fun things I did was, during the class, try and see where I could get my media posted all around the web, and I got some reports up at iReport on CNN. Oh, cool. I got a bunch of things on the BBC, and you know, I just kept encouraging them to get out there and do it. Just like you just said, anybody who wants to start, just start with what you have. Um, you know, like if someone has a digital still camera, a lot of people don't know that it can also do video, and I kind of concentrate on video. So I say, just start making videos and putting them up. For the first two and a half years, all I used was a little Canon still camera to do my videos, and it really, you know, it didn't really matter to anybody. And as I progressed, you know, I ended up getting a Canon, you know, GL2 and, a, you know, lav mics and light kit and everything to make it better, just the same kind of path that you did. So um, we, I had these kids going out there, and some of them ended up <laughs> listening to me. And uh, one of the photographers, she started submitting her photos and putting them on Flickr and tagging them correctly so they could be found by the local media outlets, and she started getting featured nice. out on the local you know, sites in Boston. So she would come in, and we'd show that. So it does work, but you know, they just had to be, be shown it all. It was, kind of, it was surprising. You know, you kind of assume that they're going to know. And, of course, my kids here are, are dialed in 100%. But, um, and my kids are, a little, are still a little young yet. My daughter's 12, so she's not quite into that stage of, you know, well, you know, she is, but her friends don't have a clue. And I wouldn't expect them to. But I would expect the time she hits 16 to be the authority on what's going on in the, you know, in the Web 2.0, if that's still what they call it by then, in the new media space and everything. And uh, she's even now started to talk about some little project she wants to do. So we have to kind of weigh the the concerns I have of having her online at this age or not. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we still have uh, we have a ways to go, I think, in educating not only the age group that you're teaching, but, uh, you know, people like at my age. And I, I'm, a, I'm just inside – the baby boomer range. I'm uh, I'm 44, so I don't have, uh, you know, there's not a lot of people at my age that completely get all of this. Although we see a high number, at least statistic-wise, we see uh, primary from about 30 to about 50 being the majority of the consumers of this type of content, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which is, I guess, is good. And hopefully that will bode well when we uh, get into the age when we're older. But, uh, I think the 65 and above crowd is largely doesn't get it. Yeah, well, you know what? I So I hear that a lot, and I actually think that the, the age distinction for that is kind of invalid. And, and a good example of that is my mom, who's 83. Right. Uh, and I don't know. She has a blog. It's it's my mom's blog if people want to go find well, it and Google cool. it. That's cool. That's a good one. But she's like one of the oldest bloggers out on the Internet. She totally gets it, and she does one blog post a week, and she blogs about you know, a movie, a TV show, a restaurant, or like some old times and things. And she's made friends all around the world by, you know, maintaining her blog. And she's really sharp and really smart and really funny. And so age, you know, doesn't 
shouldn't have anything to do with it. I, she has an advantage because, you know, I'm helping her along. Right. Um, and that's, I think, more of the key as to how people get, you know, they need to be introduced to it and kind of help to get started. So um, if if people could help people get started, like, you know, it's the same thing. It's like me helping my mom or me helping these college kids. Yeah. So the age really didn't matter. It was just that they needed to be exposed to, you know, how to do it. And, you know, like you go out to conferences and things and teach. I've done a lot of speaking in front of um, newspaper organizations because they're looking at, you know, what are they going to be doing? Yep. And I'm up there going, okay, guys, this is how you get started. This is how you do it. And then they come up to me at the end and they say, wow. We were really intimidated. We thought we had to buy all this equipment and hire all kinds of editors and all this, but you're showing us we can just get started, you know, with this what we have, you know, in house, and and then they go out and do it, and uh, that's what you know a lot of people need to hear. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's one of those things that um, I did for my mom after uh, we lost my dad. We we decided um, kind of as a form of therapy to do this uh, this show, and it was largely in the beginning talking about the process that she went through of becoming a widow. And uh, we do a show about once a month. Of course, I assist her with that. Mm-hmm. And she'll be on tomorrow morning um, with me, and we'll, we're going to be talking about some of that. But again, she was up to speed on the new media piece, largely because she knew what I was doing. But um, she's helped now. She's actually helping her friends her classmates, people that she's known for years, and they're all watching her or listening to her. And so, you know, it, it transcends. Once you kind of, you know, you, you make that um, distinction of getting them dialed in, then they're like, oh, my gosh, i got to tell my friends about it. And believe me, she's got a, a network of friends that's larger than any network of friends I will ever have. And it's largely because of, you know, she, she's older than I am. And uh, it is, uh, it's amazing how it kind of just kind of spreads out. And if each person does their own part, I think that's the, that's a key in getting everybody clued in. That's the same thing that happened to my mom and her um, place where she lives. It's like a, you know, an apartment complex and it's more older people, although it's changing a little bit with younger kids moving in, but she was doing um, a session and teaching them all blogging, <laughs> you know, that's the people cool. in, the, in the place. And she had a class and she had them all set up, you know, she was all set up to teach it, and she went in and showed them how to start a blog. Well, actually, she would start at showing them how to find blogs and read blogs. There was a, um article, Steve, that I uh, saw that I talked about in my last podcast. It was basically a site that listed like 100 different ways to exercise your brain. Right. And, um And it was for everybody, and it wasn't just directly for, for people that were aging, but um, we're all aging, I guess. So, but it was basically, and it goes through. And I was kind of, I kind of laughed because when I saw about pick up a, ca- a video camera and record yourself and do blogging. And so, I think what we're going to see is, in years past, when we didn't have this um, this capability, when really all we had was TV and radio, you don't talk back to your TV, you don't talk back to your radio. And there's nothing stimulating about that except if you're yelling at it, yelling at it for a football game or something. But um, I think what we're going to find is that because people are going to be exercising their brain more, doing this type of stuff, I would predict, and this is just a prediction of mine, that we're going to see fewer cases of Alzheimer's, fewer cases of dementia based upon people being more active, being more interactive as they get older. It's just my prediction. I may be completely wrong, and some medical doctor is going to come on here and say I'm crazy, but I firmly believe that we could see a change. You're, you're, you know what? I'll say Dr. Steve says you are totally right. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you know, my mom sees her other friends. Some of her other friends have computers, and they hardly don't, they don't know how to use them, or they're kind of just... Um, paperweights on the desk, and they don't even know how to turn them on and all these things. But my mom, with she has the procedure. She writes one blog post a week. So throughout the week, she's thinking. She's just thinking, and, and, and she's, she's observing things, you know, as bloggers do. You're like, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to blog about that. So that's how she thinks now. And she's thinking, hmm, I might write a blog post about that. And then she thinks, you know, she thinks about how she's going to write it, and she's really into this writing now, the introduction and what she's going to say, and, and she's just thinking all the time. And then, you know, she writes it, and 
it's totally keeping her mind so you know very very active and i think that it's great and i think that your prescription um, is valid. Well, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be some stipulators that uh, will, will 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 negate that. But uh, and plus, they're coming up with new drugs too. I figure by the time I'm at the age where Alzheimer, how I think dementia is already setting in with me. I forget so much stuff. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens in the in the in the forthcoming years. So the um, it's I guess it's beautiful in Boston, so it sounds like you're going to have a a, a, a white Christmas, or maybe it will be a brown by the time Christmas gets there. No, <laughs> it's not, because actually we're having a whole other storm coming tomorrow. Well, so you get a fresh layer. You have that brown and white effect on the snow. Um, I always love that when I go to the city. You know, it's snowing, it looks beautiful, then then you see two or three layers of dirt in between from the pollution. It's always good. Right, that's a mess. <laughs> You know, here in Hawaii, we don't have to worry about the pollution because guess what? The trade winds blow it offshore, and it just gets dumped in the ocean someplace. So, um, yeah, that's how we stay uh, stay beautiful here. The um, So what do you see? I, I thought I saw you tweet something, or not tweet something, but write in chat earlier that you think the word podcasting is dead. Do you think it's dead? I'm not sure if I actually said dead, but the way <laughs> the way I like to say it is like people are like saying, hey, what are you doing? I'm doing you know, you could say, I'm doing like a TV show on the web, or actually I just say, it's video. I'm just doing some videos. And like, where do you find it? You find these videos on the web. And the whole thing about, oh, it's a podcast, you need to get an RSS reader and subscribe and download it. Right. And I actually was just reading something. It was a Pew Internet survey that just came out, might have been yesterday, and I haven't had a chance to download it. But they said that for movies and TV that's up on the web, like places like Hulu and wherever it is, that the majority of people prefer to stream it versus download it. And there are graphs, uh-huh. and those are going to be very interesting to look at because yep. these are just regular people. They're like, oh, I want to watch that TV show. And they don't, they prefer to click and watch. And actually, with video blogging, when we first started for like, let's see, 2004, 2005, we were all about video, you know, podcasting and 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 when we when um media RSS came out we could we could distribute our videos on an RSS feed and you know there was maybe um 40, 50, 60 video bloggers. That was kind of it. So we all subscribed to each other with our feed readers and we got all the content downloaded and we watched everybody else's video. So we became such a close community because everybody was sharing their lives. We really got to know each other. That was like an amazing time. That was like the 2005 time frame. And then YouTube came out middle, mid to late 2005, and they didn't have um, enclosures where things could be downloaded. So you had to go to YouTube, click, and stream live. That's the big difference. So it was the initial group of video bloggers, we were like, ah, YouTube, that's that's nothing because you, where's the RSS feed? You can't download an enclosure. So we we didn't jump on YouTube right away, you know. And and then YouTube has become you know the big thing. You could, people just go to YouTube, and so between then and now, everyone's got not everyone, but a good majority has fast broadband. You just click and watch. So the the idea of um, downloading it and subscribing to it and have it having it there to watch when you're ready to watch it, people really don't need that anymore because what I find, the way I watch media now is I'm alerted to something that might be something I need to see from my network, and it could be on Twitter, friend feed, email, and it's like, hey, watch this. You click it and just watch it streaming. So um, I think inherent in the word podcasting is the idea of subscribing and downloading it so you can watch it later. So I, I, that's why I think that um, the, the live streaming and just watching video on the web is, is taking over from, from the term of um, podcasting. Yeah, I, I think so. Because like this right here, you say one nonstop day of podcasting, and I look at that, and actually, it's a day of live streaming, isn't it? It's it is true. It's a day of live. It's a day of streaming. So I kind of encompass the word podcasting, and it well, really, podcasting in its true sense of the form is media that can be downloaded via an RSS feed. If you want to really, but still, in a bigger sense, it's more than that. It's I think it's all about new media. Anything that you create with media that's available online, either live or post, is probably could be fall in the same term. 
Uh, that's cool. I mean, you, that's you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you can't call it that, but like, you know, it's not actually accurate. I guess I would well, say yeah, it's true. It's true. You did, you did preface it by saying you know what you said about what <laughs> podcasting actually is, but then again, you get to the thing where everybody says, "Oh, like um, I don't know if you've seen that Jimmy Fallon has a new." Um, is going to take over from Conan O'Brien. Right. Yeah, so it's Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. He just started a website, and he's got video on there. And what they said on it on the first day was, hey, watch here for a new video blog each day. So I commented and wrote in and said, <laughs> uh, guys, you're not creating a new video blog every day, because if you did that, it would be like a, a whole header and a site with comments, and like you're creating a new video every day. Right. So, I mean, when you look at over on YouTube, everybody's making a new video blog a day. That's, right. <laughs> the, that's the, the terminology. And so I've, I've been trying to fight that battle, but I actually gave up fighting it. I'm like, you know, I don't care. Call it whatever you want. But I tried again with Jimmy Fallon, and he got on and said, Hey, Steve Garfield, we got your message. We're not going to call it that anymore. No way. Yeah. It, it, wow. It, it, it is. So if, if you go, it's, it's, I blogged about it, and everything it was very cool. That is very cool. Well, I'm sitting here eating breakfast at the same time we're ch chatting. My wife was, my lovely wife brought in, uh, uh, of course, some of you are, I'll have to explain this a little bit. In Hawaii, um, well, actually anywhere, you know, when I tell people, well, I'm having uh, Spam Masubi or I'm having uh, Spam and rice or whatever, people are like, what are you talking about? Why would you eat Spam? In Hawaii, Spam is synonymous with just regular food. And uh, so she brought me uh, uh, fried eggs. Rice with some nice gravy over it and some spam on the side. Now, some people will be like, yuck, but, um, and of course, many people that aren't from, that aren't uh, exposed to a lot of good Asian cuisine don't know the difference between Ben and Jerry's rice on the grocery st store shelf than rice that you buy that uh, Japanese consume instead of feeding it to the dog. So, um, so I'm having good uh, Japanese, aka rice here with, uh, with my breakfast. So, um, well, we're, we're about five minutes from the top of the hour. And uh, I think we're going to have Jeremy Penna coming up next. He's a 14-year-old podcaster. We're going to talk with him for about uh, 30 minutes. And then uh, after that, uh, Scoble's going to be on later as well. I think he comes on at uh, 9.30, which would be 11.30 Pacific. Let me look at the schedule here as well. Yeah, so Scoble's going to be on after Jeremiah. So I look forward to talking with Robert for a little bit. But, uh, Steve, it's been fun chatting with you. You going to hang out for a while today? I will. I'll, tune, I'll turn it on as I do some work here. Well, that's terrific. And again, why don't you tell everybody your website again and make sure you put it in the chat. Everyone check out Steve's stuff. He does a lot of great, a lot of great work. Uh, so everybody should visit stevegarfield.com. And from there, you can get to my video blog, my text blog. And over on the right, what I've done, it's like, just like what you advised that uh, podcaster earlier, everything I do says go to stevegarfield.com. Although my video blog is at stevegarfield.blogs.com and my blog is at offonatangent.blogspot.com and my things are all over the web, I just can brand it all and say, hey, go to stevegarfield.com. So when you go there, you can click around and go find all my things. And one thing I added to that page that's really cool is this um, friend feed widget. And so I send into friend feed everything I tweet, everything I video, all my YouTubes, all my delicious. So if you just go to stevegarfield.com and you want to see what I'm doing, it's all on this constant stream right there on the page. Thanks, Steve. And I tell you, folks, this is how the show works. If you want to come in, you want to chat, just have a discussion about what you're doing in this space, um, this is what these open sessions are for throughout the entire show. You guys can come in and kind of just uh, share with, uh, with all of us what you're doing. And, uh, you know, get some exposure. And, again, we'll have all this stuff in a true podcast format after the show is over because I'll go ahead and I'm breaking these up into one-hour podcasts that I'm going to put up online or different segments. But uh, we're at the top of the hour. Steve, thanks for hanging out with me. And everyone else that's on chat, uh, feel free to yak amongst yourselves here online and talk to you for a few minutes. And if you want to just bring something up, you can. But I've got about three minutes here. I'm going to resync everything. And then we're going to bring uh, Jeremiah Penna, the 14-year-old podcaster, up on the show.